Full Court Fits is The Ringer's new weekly NBA video series hosted by Big Waz, aka Wozni Lambre. Each week, we take you around the world of NBA fashion and share can't-miss style choices from your favorite players and keep you up to date on the latest news and releases in sneaker culture. Waz also talks to experts like Damian Lillard's personal stylists to give you behind-the-scenes looks at how the NBA's biggest stars choose their outfits. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to The Ringer's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Ringer so you never miss an episode. It's The Ringer NBA Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time of participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here. Producer Stefan on the boards. Raja Bell in the building. What's poppin', Raja? How you doing, dog? I'm good, bro. Hey, um... You know what I have a beef with? Can I get? Can I tell you while I'm at? Can I tell you why I'm at? Okay. I mean, we don't have to tell you why I'm at. Let's go ahead. All right. Appointments, bro. What is like? I'm, this is for this is forever. I'm not the first person to beef about this, but I don't understand what a 10 o'clock appointment means if I'm still sitting in the waiting room at 10:45, 10:50, and I have to ask you if you've forgotten mm. my son's appointment. Mm. Right? Like yeah. people have shit to do. Like I, I can't just. I've taken time out of my day. We've scheduled around this 10 o'clock appointment to get a cast removed. So when we're still sitting there at 1050, you've effectively fucked up my morning. It's not cool. Yeah. 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 Right? You know I mean, I, 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 I just want to feel do that. you. Also, I, I feel you on that, man. I have a there's there's the appointments, like especially doctor's appointments. I don't know if we're past this as just and just give this up, but barber's appointments. How about that? How about barber appointments, right? Oh. Can you like you're li- like every barber that I've ever had in my life. And, you know, shout out to the barbers because, you know, black people got like a real we got a real strong bond relationship with our barbers. However, y'all motherfuckers are always late on us. We get a, <laughs> I get an appointment, you know, especially when, you know, you get the first appointment at 11. You're trying to get in and get out. That's yes. why you get the first appointment. Yes. When your barber comes at 1125 and is mad at you for like following up like, hey, bro, like I got stuff to do, man. I, I, I'm scheduling out. You just put me on a tangent. Yeah. We but we're here though. I, you know we're what? In just stay true to your word and stay true to your um to your to your commitments. Can I, I have some good news for you though, okay. right? Oh. Please do. You know what you know what today is? I, I don't. Is it a one year anniversary? It's August 2nd. It is a one year anniversary. Hey. Clap it, clap it out, clap it out, clap hey, it out, clap well it out, clap it out. But clap listen, it up. you you know somebody's been married for a long time. 
when you can ask them some shit like that and their brain starts, to, I, anniversary? I missed that? Well, you I said that, it. you know what? You said that in a way like, I'm going to be messed up. And it has nothing to do with me or the thing. It's because you're married and you did it in a combative way of like, I fucked up maybe. You're like, oh, it's, it's our anniversary? Like, like default. You're like, oh shit. Default. Oh, shit. By default. Uh, anniversary. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, our, uh, <laughs> it's our anniversary, man. Clap it up, man. Clap, Clap it up. up well guys. done. Clap hey, good, good to be here. Clap track. Clap it up. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to you, man. We've done it for a year, dog. And it don't really feel like a year. And I know that it's, it's just, it, I remember we've come a long way. So shout out to all the real ones out there. Before we were even a real one show, before we had a name, before we were the Monday edition of the Ringer NBA show, which is a long ass title. But, um, you know, shout out to the real one. Shout out to everybody out there. Now, with all that out the way, I have to get to some, I have a pressing question for you, Roger. The streets need to know something. And I honestly need to know something because, you know, it affects me. Um, this is the question that I know you've been waiting for for a week. Um, and I need an answer to it. Uh, so I was, you know, we were in the chat and um, our podcast lead, TD, put in the chat that Mike D'Antoni is leaving the Brooklyn Nets staff. And obviously that gives us questions. So um, how long are you going to be on the real ones? And when are you going to the reporting to the Brooklyn Nets, Roger? Because you didn't, like, when I, you were in the chat, you gave an eyes and you didn't necessarily, didn't you didn't, it wasn't very strong. I don't know. What's, what's going on, Roger? I've always prided myself on keeping people on their toes, right? Like you never want anyone to get okay. too comfortable with you. I mean, you don't. You want people to always kind of wonder what's going on with that. Having said that, I've had no discussions with Steve Nash. Mike D'Antoni's job would not be one that I would qualify for anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, his absence is is going to need to be filled by someone with way more experience and and way more ability to help Steve on his journey than I would be able to. So they're not connected in one one way or another. But I haven't talked to Steve at all. So we're 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 cool. We're one now, year of moving, baby. Come on. You would ask me that I on know, our anniversary? No, no. I will, of That's course, not anniversary I wanna, conversation, because, bro. You because, can tell you ain't because I don't, I that wanna, ain't anniversary dinner uh, I'm conversation. Not, I'm not. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> it's like, I basically just said in a lot of ways, if I was married, I basically said this to my wife. I was like, hey, yo, happy anniversary, boo. So when you leaving me? Kurt, that's what you just said. That's basically what I just did, right? At the dinner. Happy, yeah. Hey, Queen, you know, this was great. We had dinner right now. You know, I just, you know what I mean? We went to crustaceans in the city. What's happening? So when you leaving, mm. I heard that you leaving and I heard that you out here. <laughs> but anyway, so I, the, now forget all that. I still have a follow up question to that because you pride yourself on keeping people on their toes. Well, let's keep people on their toes. So um, if Steve Nash were to call you and say, hey, Raja, Raja, you know, you were my, you my man, 20 grand. I've known you for a long time. You've got me through a lot of stuff. You know, what I mean, you know, this is a lead assistant job that Mike D'Antoni is like is, is vacant is vacant. Do you want this job? What is Roger Bell's response? You said lead assistant? Or whatever. It's a high assistant. Is it a higher assistant a high, position? A high assistant. A high assistant position. So for those who don't know, David Vanterpool, who is, I've I've talked about him at Lengths on the show, is a really good friend of mine as well. Like we were, we were teammates together in the CBA. We go back. We go way back. Uh, Amari's on that staff. There are a lot of reasons that would be a really attractive job. Um, always wanted to live in New York. I, I would just say, mm, you I would see just what say I hear this, every day, guys. You, would, hear, you see what we are. hear? I would okay. just say this. I would go through the same exercise as I did the last time Steve asked me, right? Like, I have to lay that out. There are a lot of things going on in our world as a family um, and the pluses and minuses. One of the major factors last time, I haven't talked about this on the pod, um, but I did tell Steve this when I had to say no, was that, you know, 
COVID made it impossible for NBA teams, Sean Marks or Steve Nash, to tell me how much access like to the actual team arena practice facility my family would have, right? So like if my boys, I have three of them, were able to be around and 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 experience what it is to watch Kevin Durant practice or Kyrie get his work in or 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 James Harden, like there was value in that. But because of the pandemic, like we didn't even know if they could be at games. So the value wasn't there for me to pick the family up and move to Brooklyn, you know? Like monetarily it may have been, but like experience-wise it wasn't. So all of those go into, go into account and I would have to weigh the pluses and minuses, Logan. <laughs> That look like I'm just fucking. I'm, I'm just fucking with you, bro. <laughs> Honestly, just for everybody wondering, I think we at least have another year with Raj. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, man. Come on, bro. I mean? That's Come all on, bro. You know, my young, get, my eighth grader starts high school football today, dog. Just got his cast off. Like first week of varsity training camp. Shh, stop, Raj. Stop, Raj. We got to keep the suspense. We got to keep people coming back. Stop. All stop. right, bad. My bad. My bad. You, grab, bad. you need bad. to relax. You need to relax. Now, the biggest news of the free agency thus far, and we are, I just want to disclaim, put a disclaimer on this. Um, we are recording this at 923 uh, Pacific time. I don't really care where Raj is right now. Whatever. It's another time where Raj is at right now. It's an East Coast time. It's the only it's time that matters, dog. It's 1230 Easter. It's the only time that's right, significant. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, we're recording this on this right before free agency starts. But we've already got like a big move, and I've been waiting to talk to you about this, Raj. Um, Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. He's a Los Angeles Laker. He is a, yo, he's a Los Angeles Laker. And I can't, you're dancing right now. And <laughs> like, that was the first, I, so we're going to get to this in a second, but I was watching this. Um, I saw the news when I was at Chase Center um, covering, just, you know, just, just around, you know, just been around mm -hmm. my old stomping grounds, just, you know, just chilling out. And um, they had, it was hella cool. They had the, uh, the monitor, uh, the big monitor in Chase Center, you know, the uh, the monitor and the, where the score, what's it, what do you call that thing? The scoreboard? The, the score, the scoreboard, yes, mm -hmm. the big scoreboard. And they put it down and you basically watch the whole draft from the scoreboard, which is pretty cool. Right. But I saw it and, and like I saw, I think Shams and Woj reported it. And I'm like, I had the same reaction you did, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is going to the Lakers? Yeah. He went for Kyle Kuzma, uh, uh, KCP, and a couple and a couple picks. We don't. That doesn't matter. Did, did Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. My first reaction was "Oh shit," and then it was like "Oh shit," and then it was like "Oh shit," because first Russell Westbrook is coming home. He's going to to the Lakers, where he's always you know he's been a Laker fan. Uh, if you're in LA, you're a Laker fan, and it is what it is. And then pairing him with LeBron James at this stage of his career, there's so many questions, there's so many intrigue. I'm, I'm kind of, ha I'm happy about the move, but I, I, there's, I'm just intrigued more than happy. I think is is that is that more than what it is? I don't. It's not a slam dunk, and it doesn't have to be. I just am intrigued by how this is all going to work out. I don't know if they're going to... I think they might win a championship, but I don't know. Anything can self-combust. There's only four guys on the roster. Raja... <laughs> yeah, four guys on the roster presents a problem. There's a problem. Um, but... You need five to play a game. You need five. I'm, I'm an unapologetic Russell Westbrook fan. I, yes. I make no, I'm not apologizing to anyone for that. I, I dig the style he plays. Now, are there some things analytically in his game that, that, that don't work on every team? Um, yeah, but... I like the style he plays. I'm also a huge LeBron fan. You know that as well. Um, I do know that. 
I think this is going to be a good look. I know and I've heard every argument as to why it's not. People very close to me in my family, we took a road trip this weekend. There were a lot of people telling me why this is not going to work. <laughs> and I get it. I can understand why you would tell me they need three-point shooting. They need this. They need that. I got it. Uh, he doesn't space the floor. I got it. I understand. Here's salary the, cap. We get salary it. Salary cap. I get it. 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 Here's what I thought the Lakers were missing come down the stretch last year. Um, playmakers. People who could create. People who, if LeBron is slowly slowing down, if that makes sense, right? Like if he's every year going to slow down just a little bit, then that means someone on his team has to continue to grow into that role of being able to make plays for other people, Logan, right? Help help yeah. that offense work. Um, AD can do it to a certain degree, but AD has shown you he is going to be injury prone. As great as he is, he might miss some time. You don't know when that's going to happen. It's what it is. Um, Russell Westbrook, for all that he doesn't do shooting the ball, he does that in volumes. Like, he led the NBA in assists last year at 11.7 a game. Like, he can set the yeah. table for people. Yeah, he needs the ball in his hands a lot. But he's another guy who can go out there and create a bucket for himself or someone else. And he's a dog. Yes. He's a dog. So that type of energy in the building is really, really crucial. I, I like it. Do they need to like supplement around the edges with the right type of supporting cast? Absolutely. 100%. Of course. But I like it. And you're not going to convince me to not like it. Now, I'm not guaranteeing a championship, Logan, but I like it. I'm... Listen, man, I think that because it was also reported that, um, you know, the the uh, Lakers were going after Buddy Hield. It remains to be seen if they're still going after him. But KOC, shout out KOC, our own KOC, um, said that there's still a chance that the Lakers could also get Buddy Hield. There's That's still a chance that they could. But my thing is this, though, if there's an either or. And I'm not saying we don't even know if it's the right decision if you would go either Russ or Buddy Hill. But the argument for Russ, in my opinion, and I'm curious your uh, your opinion on this is there's there's something to be said about being there before. And Russell Westbrook has been there before. Whatever there is postseason, been to the finals, all that stuff. He's been there, and he is going to, and he has the combination of being there and also losing, which just builds fuel in a way that I don't think Buddy Hill could ever imagine because he just hasn't been there. He just hasn't. We don't like Buddy Hield is one of the best shooters statistically of all time, right? He is. His if you look at his three-point shooting, it compares to that of Steph and Clay Thompson. Mm. He is one of the best. However, he has not been to the postseason. And you know that there's a difference in postseason versus the regular season. And there's something to be said about Russell Westbrook being there. Do you believe that? And I think that that's an argument towards Russ. And playing for uh, a guy like LeBron, he needs guys that have been there before. It doesn't matter what um, your ability is. You need to meet the moment. And Russ is a person that has been there and has more likely to meet the moment just off the strength that he's been there before. I think I have always I always uh, defer to experience. That's not taking anything. But Buddy Hield is a fantastic player. Way better when I remember covering him coming out in the draft. I didn't, I got to give him credit. Like, I, he's way better than I thought he was going to be as a pro. Um, if the Lakers can snap him up too, no brainer. Uh, but I, no, no brainer. brainer. Not even, yes, what are you talking about? But yeah, I like, I like guys who have been in those trenches in situations like that before, have accumulated a bunch of knowledge, uh, um, have, have both succeeded and failed in the moments, right? And therefore, you know, are, are super hungry. Not that Buddy Hill's not. So there, there is something to be said for that. I'm, I'm with that 100%. Um, I, you know, I, I, the, right, Dwayne Wade wasn't a great fit with LeBron. 
skill set wise, skill set wise, right? right? You're you're not talking about a spot up shooter like like a, a um you know Mike Miller we're later in his Miami career, Wade, or, right? We're not talking about Cleveland Cavalier, Dwayne. Yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Prime D Wade. Okay. We're talking about Prime D Wade, right? Like one of the best two guards of all time, but their skill sets weren't the most quote unquote complementary, right? Because they they were similar players, but they were so good, and D Wade was so good, and they figured it out and you put a bunch of shooting around them and you got a big like Chris Chris Bosh who can stretch the floor like AD you can you can get that done i think that the lakers are going to figure that out and get that done i see lebron and maybe i'm giving him i don't mean to make this i yeah i want to be careful because i'm not trying to diminish who he is as a player this is meant as a as a compliment i think lebron knows who he is as he ages and LeBron knows what's in his tank. Do you know what I mean? Could still be the best player on the planet when he wants to and needs to, but probably not in his best interest to have to do that every night. So how do you how do you reserve the the how do you have in reserve like the ability to just pop up and be that guy at timely moments? Well, you gotta have two other guys that can that can carry. Yeah. You know, and so this gives you another guy that can carry. So this has been the argument that's been going out is both LeBron and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, both LeBron and uh, Russell Westbrook need the ball and who is going to defer to who. And, you know, I think that it can coexist, but both have to make sacrifices. Both players have to make sacrifices. And if that means, I think that that means Russell Westbrook probably has to be maybe just a better cutter, you know, just, just cut to the basket a bit more and, um, just sac- not even sacrifice this game. Just, just be more of a a player, Logan. And I think that can I ask, let me what's ask what's you a up? question. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. What did, oh, you good? Did, Go ahead. did Paul George? <clears throat> did Paul George sacrifice like his statistically to play with Russ? Like at the end, the end result no. was it a sacrifice for him? No. Were Kevin Durant's numbers sacrificed playing with uh, Russ? I don't think they. What, were. A, what about James Harden's? Did they dramatically drop? I don't think they. Bradley did. Beal's. The fuck Bradley out Beal of here! No, Bradley now, Beal was the best two guard of the, in, this, in the um, in the game. I actually. think it's ludicrous. I I mean, yes, all good NBA players need the ball. They do, and with a big three, it becomes harder than it was with those two, the those pairs that I just talked about. Admittedly, but like I don't yeah. I don't just buy into that. Anyway, I'm sorry, I hijacked it. Go ahead. No, <laughs> you're good. I think that I'm just saying I think that it can coexist because I don't think. And I think Russ is just so polarizing, and we've talked about this before. I think it's just more if he was just, I don't want to say nicer to the media. If he was just, if, if I feel like the media would give him a lot more rope if he was just, if he didn't, if he gave a fuck a bit more about that. Hey, if, you know what I mean? Fuck us, Russ. What's up? I'm put myself in there. Yeah. Fuck us, Russ. Don't worry about us. Yeah, we ain't, yeah. Do yeah, what yeah. you do, Russ. Uh, you know, yeah, do what you do. And, um, but I, I, I think though, People don't realize how smart of a basketball player he is, man. And I, I don't feel like that gets enough. I don't think feel like that gets enough. And does he shoot too much sometimes? Yes, he absolutely does. There were times where I thought in that Houston series in the bubble last year where, dude, pass the ball. I know you're open, but you're open for a reason. Please pass the ball. You should because you're actually losing your team this game. However, man, 
there's some things you see with Russ that just you're like, oh my goodness, there's some passes that he makes, right? Just some decisions that he makes down the stretch. He was one of the clutchest players. His, the um the Thunder were one of the clutchest teams uh the year after um the year after Kevin left because he won a lot of games down the stretch for him, for them. Yeah. And I, I think that he just has to I I think this time is gonna be and I know. I'm going to even people within the ringer are going to be like, what are you saying, Logan? I think that man, he's 33 years old. He's playing for his childhood team. I think that there's going to be some level of about face for us where, you know, he does figure it out. I do. I do think that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the real ones are wrong. You know, maybe we're real wrong on this, but we'll see. <laughs> but I just, I have faith. I just have faith. I don't know. I just have faith. I like where your mind's at. Um, you have faith too, though, Roger. Of course, I know you do. We, we First of out. all, I know. I, I mean, I would. I don't even know what an about face, like. I don't. I don't think you meant it that way. I'm not accusing you of meaning it one way, but like the narrative would be an about face for us, and that that in and of itself yeah. is bothersome to me. I don't even know what that means. Like, if you know, you know. What's that shit that all y'all like? I Y K Y whatever that is. If 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 that man is a savage, he's an absolute savage. Now, he. LeBron, I've, I've watched LeBron teams for a long time. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with LeBron in his camp um, in Cleveland. I've yet to see a player come in um, and overstep his bounds over and over again with LeBron. You might do that with James Harden. You might do that with Kevin Durant. LeBron is LeBron in 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 that sense, right? Like where you're not in every shape of what you just said in every, every way. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to figure it out or you're not going to be there. Um, you just said it like, you just said like LeBron is Mar Marlo. That's my what, name yes. is my name. Yeah. That's what it my is. My name is my name. Yeah. And so when people come in, especially stars of that ilk, um, you're coming in for, for reasons, right? We want to get this done. This is his hometown team. You just talked about that. Um, Russ, is, Russ knows who he is as a player as well, how much he's got left in the tank. He knows he doesn't have a championship. Like, you are coming in there eyes wide open and understanding, like, there are some things that I've done on other teams that may or may not be my job here. And I have to be flexible enough to do that. Russ has done that. You know, he's done that. And he'll continue to do that. And they just got to get the recipe right around the edges, man. If you if you get the shooting recipe right around the edges with with the other pieces and you get a another complimentary big, I, I, I'm not picking anybody else to come out of the West. Mm, you're not picking nobody else to come out the West no. after that? You're going to... No. no, I said you got to get some things. I got to see what you get around them, like in terms of shooting That's and, another thing. and play. Like, so I can't say that right now. <laughs> now if they get Buddy healed, dude, if they get Buddy healed and they could parlay into some like shooters on minimum deals, I heard like, I didn't hear this, but you know, maybe I think I think Waz brought it up on the group chat. Otto Porter for um Yeah. For, I heard a reason a reason and Iggy, like names like that. You start, you know. I th listen, man, I think I think is going back to the Warriors, bro. I think he's going back to the Warriors. That'd be a good look too. I rem I remember um on his and we're gonna get back to the Lakers, but I remember on his return when he was on the Miami Heat going to the um he was he was playing. It was his first time back at uh, Chase Center since leaving the Warriors, and you know it felt like a home game for Iguodala. And I remember him saying when we were going, like when we were all talking, and I remember him saying, "I'll be back." 
and it was just one of those things of like, you know, he was dabbing up some like Stafford and stuff. He was like, I'll be back. Right. I just, it just seems like just symmetry that he would come back to the Warriors, man. And, you know, maybe, and he spurned the Lakers already before. I see him going back to the Warriors, and that's just a gut. And I remember, I just remember the vibe of being like, oh, he went to Miami to go get the bag. He was just savvy and went, go, got it, got another, you know, 18, 19 mil. And, and I think he's going to, I think he's going to go back to the Warriors. But if the Lakers round out this roster with some dudes on it and get Buddy healed, I think they're, I think they're, it's, the crash course to Nets Lakers. I, I just, I just have a feeling about that. I just do. Um, we'll see. Now there was there was a ESPN story that came out this morning. Ramona Shelburne put it out, um, and it's interesting because Russ two years ago wanted to go back to LA and wanted to play for the Clippers mm-hmm. and called and knew Kawhi was was going to the Clippers. Or knew Kawhi was going to L.A. And called was like, yo, man, I'm trying to go to L.A. too. And then basically got curved by Kawhi and was like, and then Kawhi was like, no, nah, I actually want Paul George. So, you know, that's your teammate. Mm. You should go get. Yeah. If I'm Russ and I see that, I'm like, yo, man, first of all, I'm, you know what? Fine. Take it. Go ahead. The bum ass Clippers. That's probably what he was <laughs> like. You know, I was a Laker fan growing up. Forget. All right. For sure. All right. Bet. And now two years later, for sure. Y'all haven't won anything. It's cool. Don't trip. I'm going to go with LeBron and go win this title. I could see him thinking that. Like, you know what? All right, you didn't want to have me on your team? You didn't want to have me on the Clippers? It's cool. You just be like, he could probably just have all the disses for the Clippers and be like, all right, bro, I'm about to kick the shit out of y'all. And and led by Paul George and Kawhi, you're not even playing? Okay, don't even trip. We're going to go win this title in, your, in, the, in our building that you share with us. That's probably what he's thinking. What do you think, Roger? Because I would feel slighted, bro, if somebody had me messed up. Like, okay, not only am I not going to take you, I'm going to take your team, the teammate you had off your hands. Don't even trip. There are levels to that. And then there are levels mm. to that, right? There are levels to that. Because, um, mm. yeah, that's kind of that that that's a little it's a little slimy with with Kawhi. But I would also make the argument that Paul George is a better fit with Kawhi because Kawhi Kawhi also needs the ball. Like you say, LeBron needs the ball. LeBron doesn't need it like in an ISO all the time situation. He's a facilitator. Kawhi ain't facilitating shit. Kawhi just needs it to score. So in that space, he needs Paul George more than he needs Russ, right? So I think it was probably a better call. Um, but it was a little it was a little low down for Russ to be calling behind Paul George's back too. Like you just gonna leave me in Oklahoma City? Like you just go like I can't okay. You just go dip on me in OKC and not say shit to nobody. Um, this game is sick. This, this is a game nasty is sick, game, bro. But I, I would know one thing about Russ. I know one thing about Russ. He is like all of the greats I've ever seen. In that, if there's a reason, even if it's perceived, or even if it's not even a reason, oh, they'll make it up. Yeah, but in this case, like yeah, there, yeah. you could, you could, you could convince yourself, like, oh, there's yes, that's got there. There's going to be that in the back of his mind. He will be holding. He's going to be like, yo, you spurned me. You said I couldn't. I couldn't play for the Clippers. It's cool. I wasn't even a Clipper fan. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Yes. He will be holding a grudge and he will be. Oh, yeah. Oh, Clippers Lakers is yes. must see TV just for Russ in general. Just, I just want to see Russ go for 45 against the Clippers. And also, Kawhi just hasn't made a lot of great decisions, man. <laughs> we want to keep it a buck, bro. He could have went and had this. He wanted to build his own super team, right? Which is fine, right? He wanted to go to the Clippers. And have all the control, but he if he goes to the Lakers, man, that's a title. You, you, LeBron and Kawhi, 
go win a title and be immortalized and be the dudes on the you'll be forever a Laker, right? And it just doesn't go your way, man. Your first year, you guys just fumbled the whole bag. There's chemistry issues. You're not speaking. You're, you know, it's just, and then the second year, it's just like this weird, it's like a, you're injured again, but then you don't tell anyone. And then it's like, I might come back when you had a torn ACL the whole time. And you're over here saying day to day, I might play like, what are we doing right now? And then you're not playing the third year. And then you're trying to negotiate a long-term deal with the, or potentially a long, he just declined his option. But I would say, like, if you're injured, you go get that long-term deal. Yep. And that just is what it is right now. We'll get to free agency in a second. But then it just doesn't seem like he's made – nothing has gone right for Kawhi. For a guy that's just, like, seems so calculated and the most powerful man two years ago, it just doesn't seem like that now. Hasn't worked out great for Kawhi since since uh, getting, getting to L.A. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, the spurning of LeBron curse. You don't see that too often. Um, I don't know if Masai Ujiri is there a spurning. Is there a spurning of your? Is it a spurning of your? Is it LeBron curse or is it a or is it or is it Toronto curse? Like I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I don't know. But it hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out great for Kawhi. And I mean, he's still fun. He's still a phenomenal player. They'll figure that out. Phenomenal. They still they'll figure that out. But it just hasn't. It hasn't materialized into a championship. And when you start, when you do what you. When you do what you did, that's cha- I mean, it's championship, right? Like you got you got Paul George. You said you wanted this on your own. You just came off of the championship. I mean, it's championship or bust. And you guys are oh for what three at this point? Yeah, I've always said and this. And the Lakers got a chip though. And the Lakers got a and the chip Lakers got a chip in that window. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've I've said this about Kawhi. I've said it on um, <clears throat> I've said it before. I I just think whether Kawhi knows it or not, he he'd be better on a team with a guy like LeBron. He's he's better in he's better on a team where someone is driving culture. Like Kyle Lowry, I don't wasn't the best player on the Raptors. It was Kawhi, right? But Kyle Lowry was their I like their culture driver. You know what I mean? Like he was Mr. Raptor. He was the guy that had his feet firmly planted in Toronto soil and drove the culture of the building and he had support. Like the Kawhi can't be that dude for you. I don't think you can be that dude if you're quiet. Well, that's the thing. Like, that, that requires a lot general, of communication. It does. And you. I don't think you can have that much power without having some level of communication with everyone. And I. And listen, we don't know because ever since, and you can ask anybody, ever since he went to the Clippers, the Clippers have changed as an organization. Just from the outside looking in, from they're just so much more stealth now. But there's also these things of like, well, after he gets hurt, he just disappears. You know, you can't have that. And you, we saw that with the San Antonio Spurs, and we're seeing that now with the the different in the Clippers. But the difference was there was an established foundation in San Antonio, right? There isn't an established foundation in LA with the Clippers right now. And you just it's just it's just interesting. It's just interesting. And I, I just don't I don't really have an answer for it, but I don't I I do agree with you that he probably would have been better served with the Lakers. Just because you don't want to talk, that's fine. We got LeBron and AD right there to answer for stuff uh, who like to talk. Yeah. So that's it. You could have been the third banana. You could have been that, but you wanted control. You wanted control. Yeah. And with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, it just it just didn't work out right there. But you in your um, bag now, bro. There you go. You know, we locked in, dog. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to go. But 
it's just it's just interesting when you see the Kawhi the Kawhi thing right now, and then how it it shapes up with a Russ. I just can't wait to see Russ get a dunk and the Clippers version of Staples Center dunk on like three dudes and then look up at the skybox like yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, man, Russell to the Lakers. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm intrigued. I um. Let's take a quick break, and I want to talk about some stuff, some Bay Area stuff. I know you guys don't. I know we talk about that uh, often, but uh, I'm going to go home real quick. Up next. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we are back. Raja, I kind of previewed this earlier, but uh, I went to Chase Center for the draft. You know, I took a trip um, to Chase Center. Um, it was kind of weird. It was my first time on the floor and in the media room since um, the uh, since the uh, the shutdown, and um, it was cool, man. You know, got a little rapid test popping, um, had her mask on popping, and then I uh, watched the draft and saw. You know, I'm obviously intrigued by the Warriors just because they're the team closest uh, to where I'm at, but also because they are, I think, the team with the most question marks, honestly, in the league. Um, you don't really you could say that they're a, that they're a contender or that they're not or that they're not going to even reach or barely make the first round. And you might be right. You know, either way, you might be right in a few months. But the Warriors pick two guys in the draft, mm-hmm. um, Kaminga, and they picked uh, Moses Moody, who are. You know, I like Kaminga. I like. I think he's really, really raw, um, but I do like his potential. Like I saw him with the ignite and some clips. He looks, and he's only eighteen. He looks like a dude. He looks like an NBA player at eighteen okay. years old. Um, and Moody, a good shooter who they can get. Um, you know, they need shooting. Uh, but it was interesting because the Warriors also have guys by the name of. I don't know if you've heard of them, Raja. Um, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, who are oh. pretty good, pretty good players. And they want a title because they are aging. They they need they want another title. They they are striving for another title. And the Warriors, you know, there was 
they the Warriors are you know they're putting pressure on the Warriors to make a deal. We want to fucking win the title. We want to. We need dudes, right? Um, there was a report from Marcus Thompson, a uh, friend of the show, who basically just wrote like every other uh, players are pushing to get a Bradley Beal deal done. A Bradley deal done, huh? A Bradley deal. And um, mm, and uh, there was you know there was no deal to be had. Instead, they picked two draft picks, and um, yeah. It, it looks right now, at, at least at this very moment, that they're going to go in with two more draft picks and figure out in free agency, at least of right, as of right now, as, of, as I'm talking to you right now at this very moment, yeah. right on the eve of Summer League. Right. Um, is that the correct course of action, Raja? Do you uh, think that they should take a deal? I'm going to give you context because I have some little tidbits and some goss, but I, before I get to that, I want to get your opinion on that. What do you think? Here's my opinion, and I don't know if it's going to answer your question or not. If they're able to somehow swing a deal um, that gets them another established, real contributing player, let's talk. If they don't, and they're rolling out with Jonathan Kaminga, um, uh, that's his name, right? Sorry. You like Jonathan Kaminga? Like, I, I do, you but like admittedly, Kaminga? I don't watch, you know, I'm not in the college game like that. So I'm not, I haven't break down his game. I know he's, he's really athletic. Um, he's kind of raw. You were right? just listening like, to Perk on ESPN on the draft. And yeah. that's basically what you were doing. Yeah. And also, Mo- Moody's was, a good scorer. He's a, a kid different from- bag. He's a kid from Arkansas, right? Moody, Moody's shot maker. Marshall, um, yeah. yeah, but you're not you're not in the championship contention this year. I'm saying yeah. that like 100. Like, so if that's what you're rolling out, you're not in championship contention this year, which is another year in the window of Steph, Draymond, and Clay, where you're not going to have a chance to win a championship. So, you know, do with that what you will. I don't know what deals they had and what that would have done to them and how that changed their flexibility moving into the next chapter of the, I don't know all of that. I'm just saying you go out there with the young talent with upside and you're not in the conversation for a chip this year. Um, if you pull it, you pull something off and you get something that's really complimentary and it's been through some battles. You let's re let's reevaluate. Now I have some, some context. So obviously as Marcus reported, that the t- that at least the players want Bradley would love a Bradley Bill trade, right? From everything I gathered, like Warriors did kick the tires. Bradley Bill doesn't want to leave Washington, and that's been reported too. But he just doesn't want to leave Washington for whatever reason. And I don't get that. I know Russell has been traded away. There's nothing from that front office that tells me, hey, I want to. I this is gonna they're gonna build a contender here. I know there's a you know. There's nothing, at least history suggests, there's nothing there, right? I know they, they've reshuffled in the front office. But there's nothing to tell me that, hey, we're going to win a title right now. We're going to build a champion for you. I think that I do agree that Bradley Bill wants to win a title, but I think he wants to win a title being the man in Washington. That's all that tells me, right? Because, you know, the Warriors were intrigued by him, obviously, wanted to make a deal, but there's no, there wasn't any, he doesn't want to leave. He's That's, basically like Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. At least of right now. As of right now, he says, I'm not fucking leaving. That's a great scene, by the way. It's a great amazing scene. scene. It's an amazing it's scene. scene. An amazing scene. Um, yeah, that's what that says to me too, Logan. And I, you know what? If I'm going to keep it a buck, I have mixed emotions on it. Because part of me is like, I hear you, Bradley Beal. You don't, you don't, you know, I always applaud dudes for saying, no, my, my feet are planted um, and I'm doing it for the, the city. You know, like I want to be here. You're not, you know, like there is, there is something to be said for that. I've also said on the, the flip side of that, in this particular instance, you got to get up out of there, bro. They just don't, 
I mean, it didn't even get, I don't even think it got to the point of like, yo, let's make a deal. It was literally Brad doesn't want to leave. There's really no use in having this conversation. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I guess I don't understand it. I kind of respect it. Like it leaves me feeling really weird. There's nothing that's happened in, in that front office in the last, I don't know how many years that gives me any faith that they're going to get it right around you. So like, I, I don't know how to feel about that, but that's, I would have liked Bradley Like We'll Beal see what happens in free back. agency, right? We'll see what happens in free agency. You got Kuzma and KCP. Fine player is not going to win you a title. Bro. No, like, it's not. It's not going to happen. And I, I never got this either, though. Like, D.C. is such a great place. I don't know why it doesn't attract, like, star free. It's a, I love D.C. It could attract me. D.C. Yeah. could attract me as a yeah. place. I love D.C. Brad, um, Brad, but, hey, Brad Beal, hop on the phone. Let's see if we can get Logan a... Logan a little so 10 day. 10 day, bro. I can't read you over the top, bro, but I'll, I'll take that salary and get you a charge or something. You know what I mean? Raj is going to train me to give you like two minutes a game. You know? He got me. Uh, but, uh, and then there's another one. There's another thing that, I, you know, um, and by and large, there's, there's, the, there's also the subject of Ben Simmons and uh, Golden State. And Keith Pompey of uh, the Philly Inquirer, the OG, uh, put out a put out a uh, a piece basically saying that the the uh Sixers just want the farm for um uh, they want the farm for Ben Simmons. They want everything they can get. Daryl Murray's like I'll take you as 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 Richard Pryor said, you got dreams, we'll take them too. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted everything for Ben Simmons, right? And uh the it basically was confirmed on the Warriors side, everything that Keith was reporting and was like, yo, bro, like we're not going to, you know, there's only one player that the Warriors will trade the farm for. And he just won a finals MVP and just won his first title. And he also signed an extension. He's not going anywhere. And that is Yadis Adetokounmpo. The Warriors still are infatuated by him and also know that they could not get him. There is no way they can get him. But that is the only person that on this, in the whole league, that they are trading, that they are going to even think about trading the farm for. And that is a that is a generational talent and makes sense, right? But they're not going to do that for Ben Simmons. So that 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 is the context. So, and how does that if you're a if you're on the Warriors, Roger, because those are all valid points. You think about it, you tick the tires on Bradley Beal. He's like, nah, I'm not trying to go anywhere. And then you know, let's let let's see what Ben Simmons is talking. Let's see what the Sixers talking about with Ben Simmons. They want the farm. It's like, nah, bro. We only do that for one player in the whole league. Knowing that now, Raja, if you're a player within the organization and you hear this context and these politics, how do you feel about where the Warriors are going? And what would you, how would you what do you feel about their decision making? Do you say they oh fuck it, just take a deal because we have we only have Steph for a finite amount of time? No, I, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, if I'm a player, I understand. There's nothing an organization can do if if Bradley Beal does not want to come there. Like we can't, we can't, we can't do that. That's beyond the the, the control of the club. Not wanting to trade the farm um, for a generational, you know, for a non generational talent. I think players can understand that. I think players can say, "Hey, man, we can't give up." You know, we we'd love to have him, but we can't just give up every asset in the cupboard. Like and and think that he's going to be enough to get us over that hump. Because I don't know that Ben Simmons is enough to get him over the hump. I don't, I don't think Clay and Steph Draymond think he's enough to get him over the hump. So I think that they would understand that from the organization's, you know, position and say, hey, that's probably not the one that that was meant to be. Now there is a clicking, like a a, a click top, a, a 
ticking clock. There's a ticking clock on that, right? Like, we got to get something done, Logan. These, you know, these aren't spring chickens. You know, Steph, what, you know, Steph, Clay's coming off multiple injuries. Like, I don't know what, when contracts are up, but we've, they've got to figure out a way, in my estimation, this year to pull off some kind of deal that gives them real hope for what, because as much as I talked about Kaminga and the, the other kid they drafted not being ready this year, they won't be ready next year either. Why? And like Wiseman, we'll see what happens with Wiseman. Well, Wiseman is just like, he could be great. He could be a Hall of Famer. Who knows, man? We don't know. We really don't know. But he has to be like David Robinson in a couple months. And he's not, it has to be. It's not, but it's not going to be that. That's not the way that typically works. You know what yeah. I mean? You're, you're talking again, David Robinson. You're talking about generational talents. Like why, Wiseman could and, be, and that but would I, be fine on a normal thing. That's fine, James Wiseman. And it takes you a few years to figure it out, but it's right. just not feasible. Would you? T- I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Would you take if it made sense? Would you trade for Carl Anthony Towns if you could? Yes. If you're the Warriors, yes, I would do it too. I think that that I think that he's not. He's not, I don't think he's generational, but however, I think he can really make them a contender, though. Yeah. If you, could, a, if you could make that deal work, yeah, you could do he's it. He's enough of a player, bro. Like, we don't have to be generational. You know, generational's great, but you're yeah. you're in that you're in that star level of, like, everybody in the league is like, yo, my man, he gets it done. Like, you bring in something yeah. like that, 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 now we're cooking. Would you trade Wiseman for him? Um, how old is Carl Anthony Towns? I think I would. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's a tough one. But how old is Carl Anthony Towns is what I'm at. He, uh, I think 24 or so. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. We're 24 years old. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's young, bro. He got a, a, a long career ahead of him. But I, and also I think that he's, I don't know, man. I would do it. I would do it. Just like you pair, he's 25. Yeah. Going to turn 26 in November. You put him, and I think that would be a good, and honestly, I'm not, I just want to say, I'm not reporting anything. I'm just throwing shit out there. Just, just relax, guys. But, I would, I would trade, I would trade for him. Why not? Then you can give a fresh start to Wiseman with less expectations and have him play with Anthony Edwards up in Minnesota. A fresh start for both sides. Why not? Trying to sell I that. I would do that. Try to sell that. I think I'd probably do it too. <clears throat> this is why LeBron and I caught a lot of shit when he was taking those one year, one of those two year deals with the player option on the second year. It's the situation that I imagine Steph finds himself in now. Steph's probably too good of a dude to ever say it. Steph hasn't signed an extension. He has not signed an extension yet. I just want to say that I would put that out there. Yeah, you got to have some leverage because what you're dealing with in Golden State, the conversation we're having right now, Logan, is is, is it more important to the organization to protect their long-term future or to try to win championships in the window that Steph, Clay, and Draymond are in? And win I don't championships in the window that Steph and Dre are in because I was I remember I was today or the other day I was talking to OG in, in the Bay OG sports writer Monty Poole who who I used to work with at NBC Sports Bay Area and he's been around a long time been doing this for about thirty years he is I I told him, I just brought him, I was like man it was a fun time during that run and it was like and I, we both came to the conclusion man this shit doesn't and he responded he said this doesn't happen. This the five year run like Golden State just does not happen. You need to milk that for all it's worth. It doesn't matter if Kaminga or anybody is a franchise star. You have Steph Curry. They don't fall on trees, bro. You have Steph Curry. You have Draymond, and whatever you have left of Clay. You figure that out because th- this is the this is your franchise for the years to come. This is how you sell things. This is how you. S- this is what it is. You figure that out with them. 
That's, I, why, that's why the Lakers don't have problems with trading away. Fuck a draft pick down the line. Who cares? You have LeBron James for at least maybe, let's just go a year-by-year basis. You only have LeBron James for a finite amount of time. Yeah. You figure it out. I, I, I think part of me just wishes the Warriors would just do that. Stop trying to build for a future you don't know exists. Go all in. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I hadn't taken the job in Cleveland yet when, when I started going up to consult. Um, it was before they traded for LeBron, right? So they had just kind of gotten the draft pick, the first pick in the draft. And, um, you know, I went up to see what Mike Brown looked like as a coach and Griff was trying to make a decision on that. I inter- you know, I was in the interviews with, with Andrew Wiggins and some of those guys and, and the David Blatt hiring. And so then, boom, they have a chance to trade for Kevin Love. I'm not hired yeah. yet, but I'm on the phone. I'd be like, what the, this is a no fucking brainer. Like, you're going to give up Andrew Wiggins. We're going to trade uh, Wiggins for Kevin. You're like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Don't even yes. get it out of your mouth. 100%. <laughs> like, it's done because that's what it's about. You know, like, we're trying to get it done now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it was funny because, like, I was young. I didn't know shit um, when that when that trade happened. And I was like, why, do, why don't you just keep Wiggins? Why don't you keep, well, just keep Wiggins. He's right there. But, like, being around the league now, and I wasn't around the league as much then, but being around the league now, bro, like, I get it. I would have made that trade 100 times out of 100 because you need a Kevin Love, an experienced dude, to be in there, one, because he was, like, the old, one of the oldest dudes in the room. Other than that, you had him, James Jones, and then, like, you had kids. You had a young Kyrie. You had a young Deion Waiters. They have to figure, fuck basketball. They have to, as you know, they had to figure life out. And it's hard to figure life out that's hard enough. And to figure out life while you're trying to figure out basketball is another thing. And I say that to say, you have to put older dudes and veteran dudes to combat those life experience and be like, yo, this is how you do this. This is what you do. There's a whole human element to this. So I would have, with that being said, you need a Kevin Love who has gone through that shit before and just plays ball. Bro, think, think about, yes, absolutely. Think about being an 18-year-old, man. Most 18-year-olds are just hitting a college campus. Um, I was 18 once. You were 18 yeah, yeah. once. And, and man, I couldn't get to class. I was just... I never went to in, class. You know, in, right, I'm saying, in this just in the streets too late, can't get to your practice, screwing up. Now First you're, time you're literally out in life. Correct. First time you're literally out. And you're going to ask that person to hold down a huge responsibility on the on the road and the quest to win an NBA championship in a league full of grown hey, also, men, professional basketball players. And, and, and here's, yes, here's and here's a lotto dollars. ticket. Good luck with that. Yeah. Hey, hey, and be the breadwinner for your family. Come on, man. There's a reason. I agree with you 100%, man. I agree. You need, you need a, there are young players that come in, especially, Logan, if they go to really good, stable um, franchises with good vets in the building that can get their shit together really quickly and and be of value to teams like that. It can. It's not. It's not that it can't happen. It's just a lot. It's a lot harder to get those young players, both on the court and off the court, caught up to speed to a degree that can really produce championships um, in the first year and second year. That being said, Warriors, I think you should ship off Wiseman and go get Carl Anthony Towns. Um, but <laughs> there's not a trade on the same thing. I'm just with that context. I'm like, it's a no brainer, man. Go try to get somebody else. Go try to make a trade. It don't got to be a big splash. It doesn't have to be Bradley Bill. It doesn't have to be these people, right? It just has to be somebody that's serviceable enough because you have your top level talent. Just have serviceable enough to figure it out, man.
At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. So um, let's go. Before we get out of here, let's get to some other free agency news, man. Um, Kyle Lowry, close to the uh, front runners to get Kyle Lowry is the Miami Heat. Your Miami Heat, Roger Bell. How do you feel about that? It's not my Miami Heat, first and what? foremost. What? I love it. What? It's not my Miami oh, Heat. I've never, I've never, pro- I've never professed to be a Miami Heat fan. Like I'm not. Come on, man. I live in the market. That's not your home like, team. That's not your hometown. That you're from. I, you're from. You know. Shout out to the Virgin Islands. You know, I got love. But yeah, you're also from Miami, man. Three oh five. I am from three oh five, but I grew up a Bulls fan, man. Like I didn't. We didn't like. So okay. I mean, I, I don't have any beef right. with the Heat, but that's, that's not my team. Um, All right, that's fine. I as like a, Kyle as Lowry a Laker fan from the Bay. I get you. Yeah, you you dig it. I like Kyle Lowry to the Heat. Um, I think Kyle Lowry is one of those dudes, man. You drop him in any mix of people, and he's gonna make you better. The things that he does, just, the person who he is, he makes you better. I just want the Heat to just be more than a really tough, solid team, bro. And I think that this is that's just another move that's gonna keep them just a really, really hardworking, con- not a contender, but a really solid team that'll give a contender a scare. Yeah, Am you I know wrong what, for feeling? No, that? you know what the Heat. You know what the, I mean. Listen, man, there are degrees to all of this shit, right? You know what the Heat yeah. need to go with the solid ass, like really, really, really good Bam Adebayo and really, 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 really good Jimmy Butler and really, really, really good Kyle Lowry? Bradley Bill. Yeah, they need a fucking superstar. They need Bradley Bill. They need a superstar. That's the way this shit works. Like, you, I mean, there's no secret to this shit. Like, you need, you need a superstar, dude. A guy who every single night can do what, yes. what you need him to do. That's what you need. And, and what I mean by that is by getting buckets. Like, they've got what Bam Adebayo does covered. Jimmy Buckets covers a lot of bases. You need that dude who get, can get you 30. He just gets 30. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a yeah. culture leader. I defend. I get 30. Like, you, I'm a superstar. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. Okay. If I had to guess, let's. I'm just going to do this. Because we're just going through free agency right now. This is before it happens. If you had to guess, man, is Chris Paul staying in Phoenix? I think he should. I just think he, like, why not, man? Just go stay in Phoenix, bro. You, I want him to stay in Phoenix. You laughed at me when I posed this question two episodes ago. I posed it. I posed it. You laughed at me, right? You tried to make me feel bad for that. Like, you were you were all in your little, like, little fucking key keys about it. I said, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I just, it's complicated because he's going back. I think he's going back, but I just want to give context why it's complicated. It's complicated because he's old. <laughs> Damn, I said that. <laughs> That's fine. First of all, he's great. He's great. He's great. But he's old and he's a great player right now, but he wants that long term bag, bro. If he could get like a five year deal, which I don't think he's going to get, might want to get that three year deal popping player. Um, if he can get that, you don't know how good he's going to be for how long, and you're going to have to manage him so much to get him an optimal performance, and you're paying $40 million to get him for 12 points a game during a regular season, which is fine, As lo- but you're betting on the fact that he will be fine for the postseason, and history suggests even when he was young and spry that he couldn't even do that. So it's a conundrum, but 
the Phoenix Suns are a great contending team when he's on the roster. That's Rob, just what it is. Robert Sarver can't show his face back in Phoenix unless he pays Chris Paul. See, that's why you know that's why I like you because you over here, you're you're that's what it is. You got your first hey, you got your first class ticket just now to Phoenix whenever. It's good. You know what I mean? You got not to say you never had it, but like you know, you were you know, you know how they was playing you in the beginning. You know yeah, how I, you know, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You got your first class <laughs> ticket just now back to to to, to Sky Harbor. Right. He, he can't. Um he's got to get that done. He's got to get it done. And I think Chris Paul will stay there. Although I do think it there are more conversations being held in the in the Paul household about moving than Phoenix Suns fans would like to admit. But I think he stays and Robert Sarver better get that shit done. I think Mike Conley's an interesting case though, because I don't see I don't think it's as tight for him. I don't think that I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh we'll see. Well you don't you don't think Chris it's Paul's foregone conclusion that he's in Utah? No, it's not as it's I don't think it's a for as foregone as you think that Chris or we both think I think Chris Paul's gonna stay in Phoenix. I just think yeah. it's complicated. Right. But I just think that Chris Paul had a bigger impact on that Phoenix team than Mike Conley had on the Utah team. Okay. I just I, I just believe that. Um and uh yeah, I we'll we'll see what happens. I think Chris Paul's staying, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um yeah, man, let's uh let's get to real one of the week. Uh real one of the week for me. Uh man, I'm gonna go with Simone Biles, man. Let's go with Simone Biles, who is like, this has just been a trend, and I think, like, she left the Olympics on during during thing where she just not, didn't leave the Olympics, left a few uh, events at the Olympics, and is just to deal with her, you know, mental health, just because her mental health wasn't, you know, great. And I think that we're starting to see her and Naomi Osaka, and not necessarily, and I'm going to preface it saying, I don't necessarily agree with all of this, because I still am of the mind of like, yo, man, like, that's what sports is, right? That you need to figure that out on that way, right? However, I do feel like there is a convers- they are, there is a conversation to be had about mental health in sports, and they are leading that conversation. So, for one of the week is Simone Biles, for me. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. My real one of the week is going to be the U.S. men's national soccer team. Um, mm. for winning the, I believe it's the CONCACAF is the way you say it, Gold Cup against Mexico. Okay. Who are heated rivals. I mean, those games, like, they're, they're the closest thing to, like, You're a soccer you guy, get. yeah. You're a soccer they're guy. They're good games, man. And Who's your was, team in soccer? Nah, I don't, I don't have a, t- I'm not, I'm not a fan okay. like that. Okay. I just, I like to okay. watch soccer games. My wife is a soccer player, so I, I've always like, enjoyed good soccer, but, um, Man, it was a good game. Wanted extra time, and a young and I forget his name came through with the header um, off the free kick and and put it in the back of the net for the U.S. men's team. Who, on paper, like they were young, they should have like Mexico had the they had the experience, they had all the stuff that we just talked about being the reasons why you this win. This isn't your Landon Donovan U.S. Men's no, team. these are, these are youngins out there, era. man. And it was a pretty cool thing. Um, they got a dope ass goaltender. I forget his name too, like Matt something or other. He was like probably the goaltender of the tournament. Um, they were real ones though. Like that was a hell of a game. Okay. Real ones. Uh, real, real quick prediction: Is the U.S. men's basketball team, um, the U.S. men's basketball team, are they going to win the gold? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got them winning the gold. They, they, they win the gold. Okay. Yeah. Well, quick, the argument that 
Like, do you? I think I like it more when they got to work for it, bro. Like, I don't. I remember it, it's funner this way. Like, I do like the fact that you know the Americans are the underdogs now. Not even necessarily the underdogs, but they're not as good as these other teams. And I do like that, man. And also, I'm getting in like the Olympic propaganda. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, I love what Slovenia is doing. They're just like the win that they had over Spain um, a couple days ago. Uh, and then I love like Spain is the last, it's just the last frontier. Pal Gasol's 41 and is out here like just playing and getting like eight quick points here and there in the fourth quarter, right? He's he's fucking battling. You could tell he's old. He's another dude that's old, but he's fucking battling. And you know the Spaniards are very proud. They're they're it's a proud team over there. It's a proud program over there. And they're and they're and they're playing. I just I, I'm I'm locked into the Olympic storylines right now. They're about and, to get uh, their ass yeah. bust. They're about to get their Ooh. ass bust. Spain? Spain. Yeah. By the United States, yeah, probably. Yes, yeah, probably in the And, you know, shout out to the women's national team. They're probably going to win gold. I predict they're going to win gold. They're, they kick ass. They, it's not, they're like how, remember back when the, they're just, they just run through shit. They just, they just, they just, they're just running. They're just going to go and just kick ass. They're going to win the gold. Men's national team is going to be a harder gold to win. But um, I'm, I'm locked into the Olympics, bro. Yeah, Olympics yeah. are Olympics have been cool. I will say this about the women's national team because they are super dope. But I was watching some of the the you know the women's games. The other countries have made strides similar to other countries have made in men's basketball. Like some of these women's yeah. teams in other countries can really really hoop. Do you watch any of the three on three basketball? Yo, I'm, I watched the women's the one with Kelsey Plum. I haven't seen the men's just She's yet. She's a but monster. I'm locked in though. She's a monster. Kelsey Plum. Yeah, bro. How's she yeah. not on the How's yes. she not on the regular the regular team? Well, she just she tore she tore her Achilles. This is like kind of oh, like okay. her getting back into the flow. Okay, okay, but yo, okay. I am I am locked. I was locked into that Big Mama Steph out here balling. They had like a they had <laughs> she was fucking ah, she was giving shoulders and shit. I was like yeah because she could. I was I was thinking I'm like because I haven't watched the sky that much. But apparently she's like really physical and she can't do that in the W like that. But in international play, it's way more physical. And she's over here mm, get the fuck about the way and just getting like. Just body of motherfuckers, and I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but three on three is fun because it's like it's a lot more physical, and I gotta watch the men's one too when I get a chance. But it's I like the three on three physical. Right? It's fast. Them cats like some of the some of the teams in that three on three men and women they shoot the skin off of that ball like they don't miss. Yeah, real talk. Like also, I gotta imagine misses. it's tiring to play the three on three because you gotta like because there's no breaks, bro. No check. You get the, the rebound. Net. You have to. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. It's it's. I, I like the three on three. It's a great addition to the Olympics, man. Great addition to the Olympics. Also, um, want to tell you guys before we get out of here, we are going to do a big mail bag, um, next week. It is our, I don't know how to say it. It's our season finale show, um, before we go on a little brief hiatus, um, and we want to hear voicemails, man. We want to hear you guys. We want to hear everything you guys got to say. Call to voicemail. If you want to. Uh, send a voicemail in, dial 510-469-0294, or email us at realonesmailbag at gmail.com, man. We are looking forward to all this, man. It's been a pleasure. We will lock in with you. It's a fun show next week. I, I'm really excited. One year with Real Ones has been really cool, man. And uh, make sure you check out all of everything else on our Ringer feed. That is group chat. That is mismatch. That is the answer. Um, make sure you check out everything else on our Ringer feed. R2C2 with who? Raja Bell. Boy, that's a Baleo legend, a.k.a. the Crestside Clown, CC Sabathia. Mm, make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook, which is also on hiatus with who? Raja Bell. 
town, Bay Area legend, whatever other little slangs you use for that part of the world, uh, Danielle Smith. Yeah. And then make sure you check out um, Ring of Music Show. Make sure you check out 60 Songs uh, that, de- that Define the 90s. They're also on hiatus, but Rob had a great one on Voice to Men that I loved. He was in a different bag on that one. Make sure you check out the Ringer Music Show. Make sure you check out No Skips. Make sure you check out everything else on the Ringer Music feed, Ringer Verse. Make sure you check out everything. We will see you on Monday. Season finale. Bye. <laughs>